Good morning, guys. How you doing? So we went to uh, the zoo yesterday, and it, it's cool when God uh, rocks your world in the middle of a Chick-fil-A, and um, it's, uh, it's really, really good when God just comes in, steps in, when you're not expecting, you're just like, give me my chicken, and God's like, hey, guess what? I got a surprise for you, and um, it's really cool just to see how God works. You know, uh, if you guys weren't, didn't privy to this, Sarah's in the middle of a Chick-fil-A. She walks in the bathroom. This lady's like, hey, can I just pray with you? One of the ladies that works there, you know, she's got her apron on, her Chick-fil-A thing, and she's just praying for, for Sarah. And then, you know, we're on our way out, and the lady's cleaning the table. Sarah's like, I just want to pray for you. So in the middle of, the middle of Chick-fil-A, we're talking three in the afternoon, and this lady's standing here, hands up, just Sarah's praying over. She's like, yes, God. And just, you know, it's funny. People are just staring. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's what we do here. Uh, but it was, it's, it's cool to see what God does when you least expect it. When, when I said that, God, God said he wants to see what I've done, but get ready for what I'm going to do. What I've done is great, but what things I'm going to do are greater. God's going to blow our mind and, and rock our world in places that we've never even even imagined that he would even put his hands into. You know, there's so many times we think God has his hands on this area of my life and this area of my life, but then this area of my life is just kind of a vacant area or God doesn't really work in that area. God's like, I'm going to work in that area. I'm going to put, I'm going to put my, my touch into that area. And you're going to be like, well, that was dead for a long time. Or that needed re- rejuvenation. Or that needed some revival in, in that area of my life. And um, it started, this, what I want to talk to you guys about today is you know, I was driving home, um, I don't remember when it was, but I was talking to Sarah. She's on her phone, I'm on my phone, and we're, we're, I'm talking to her, and she's like, yeah, uh, Lana was in class this week, and she's like, her teacher said, I want you to be nice. But then she goes, but I want you to be honest. And she's like, well, which one do you want me to be? How do you guys, how many of you guys know being nice and being honest can be completely two different sides of the spectrum? So that, that re- literally being nice and being honest, you cannot in a, a this world you cannot be nice and you cannot be honest at the same time <laughs> anyway so the teacher says be nice to people and then she says be honest and Lana's like which one do you want me to do if you know my daughter she's <laughs> she's like you got to choose one because I'm going to do one or I'm going to do the other so and it made me it made me start to think about um just what she said, be nice and be honest. And I started to really look into it. And God was showing me um, that the biblical principle of love without those two is impossible. And honesty is not a, uh, is not a biblical principle. Truth. It doesn't say that honesty will set you free. Because sometimes our honesty, you don't want to hear me when I'm honest sometimes. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, you guys probably wouldn't be here right now if I was honest with sometimes um sometimes i have my wife puts a filter on my on me for my on for me being uh, honest um anyway so god started showing me that without that biblical biblical principle of love the god kind of love neither one of these are able to be done effectively and and it doesn't say god you know niceness is not a not an attribute of the kingdom niceness is oh yeah that's a nice person that's something that we've made up to uh give them a compliment oh they're really nice but if you look at the kingdom, if you look at uh, principles and you look at attributes of God, they're not nice. God says, I am good, I am kind, 
I'm loving. So Romans 5, 5 says, And hope will never fail to satisfy your deepest need because the Holy Spirit has given, excuse me, because the Holy Spirit that was given to us flooded our hearts with God's love. So we look at honesty. And if you guys know my daughter, my daughter is brutally, brutally honest um, to, to a point where it's like, I can't believe she just said that. And um, not that she's trying to be mean or anything, but, you know, like she'll just have kids come up to her and she'll just be like, you really annoy me. Or, you know, and it's like, ooh, like, and then we like, you can't say that to them. I'm just being honest. I'm like, and, but love combined with, that phrase was so hard for me, but because we have to have love, and as Christians, we need to have love in our life. We need to have the love of God in our heart and the love of God coming out of us to people. And that, that phrase, be nice and be honest, is like, it's so hard for it to settle in me, to, for that to be, to be like, I can do that. Because being nice and being honest are, are, are things that um, really God doesn't say, I want you to be nice to people. He says, I want you to love people. He doesn't say, hey, be nice to everybody. Because we all know, we've all had this conversation, nice people, oh, they're nice. And you're like, yeah. Because as soon as I walk away, they're going to say something about me. You're so nice. I'm like, yeah, you're not being very nice right now. Um, anyway, love is, a powerful, is powerful in any form, whether it's righteous love, self-righteous love. Um, but the love of God is tangible. So love is very powerful, even if it's selfishness. You may, you may love somebody, but you're selfish with that love. And that can be very powerful. But if it's a, um, if it's a righteous love or a self-sacrificing love, that's very powerful also. And it made me start to think of how we relate to people. Do we want to be nice and we do, we want, do we want to be honest with people? Yes, we want, to be, we want to be those things to people. We want to be honest with people. We want to be nice to people. But biblical, uh, biblical and kingdom characteristics, those aren't, two of the being, uh, those aren't two characteristics that God says have in your life. Romans 8.29 says, His love reached into the future and chose us before we even sinned. Now, what did we all learn about in our small groups this week? What was the first thing? God is good. Didn't say God is nice. We all talked about this. Niceness and goodness, two different things. They are completely opposite of the... Goodness is a, is, is biblical, is a biblical kingdom quality that we have in our life. Goodness. It doesn't say, God, it was your niceness that led us to repentance. It said it was your goodness, your kindness that led us to repentance. You know, a lot of times we try to be nice to people because we don't know how to relate to them or we don't know um, where we don't trust them, but we're just nice to them. Romans 12, 9 says, love others well and don't hide behind a mask. Love authentically, despise evil, pursue what is good as if your life depends on it. And it started, it really made me think, man, my child says some things that are, are very profound for a nine-year-old. Most of the time, nine-year-olds aren't going to ask, say that to a teacher or ask that. They're just going to say, okay, my daughter actually thought about it. She thought about it and thinking, wait a minute, you want me to be honest with them or do you want me to be nice to them? And again, we're trying to, teach our daughter to filter and to be kind and loving to people when she is honest with them. But 
how do you know it? We all know it doesn't say that your honesty will set us free. It's that your truth will set you free. His truth sets us free. Honesty can destroy you or set you free. If someone is honest with you, that may destroy your life or it could be amazing. If someone's honest with you, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. But if someone's honest with you about something that you did not want to hear, you're like, your entire world could be wrecked. So it's not honesty that sets us free. It's truth. God's truth, his word, his principles, his kingdom is what sets us free. He is the truth, the way, and the life. That's what Jesus said. I am the truth, the way, and the life. And so uh, Jesus didn't say, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not the honesty, the way, and the life. I am the truth. So honesty is something that sometimes we just, instead of, because there's no, uh, there's no form of, uh, of, of being honest and, and being kind in the same way. A lot of times we just, oh, I'm just going to be honest with them. We say that, you know, and most of the time when we say I'm going to be honest with them, it's usually when we're going to get in an argument or afterward argument, and I should have said this, I should have said this, and it's like I should have just been honest with them. And I, a lot of times, I ask um, at work, I ask some of the employees, I'm like, okay, just be honest with me, what's going on? And sometimes it's not what I want to hear, but I have to hear it um, because that I'm in charge of, of hearing that stuff and then and fixing it. But Ephesians 4.15 says, Speak the truth in love so we will grow. It does not say shrink back or retreat. It says grow. Speak the truth in love. This says don't be honest. It says speak the truth in love. Honesty has no, I believe honesty doesn't really have love wrapped in it. Truth does though. Honesty can be mean in the passive or just whatever. It can be, it just, it's just honest. It's just saying whatever it is instead of saying, you know what? I know if I say this to this person, this will hurt them. So you know what? I need to be loving. I need to be kind. And I need to be truthful with them. Because if we would just be honest, be like, I hate your face right now. You, you've all been there. You're just like, it, whether it's a coworker, a spouse, a parent, whatever it is, it's like, I hate your face. Don't talk. I just want to stop you from talking right now or I just can't stand looking at you right now. My wife and I have conversations. She's like, you just need to shut your face right now because I, I, I can't stand to look at it. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. And, um, but, she's, but she's honest with me. And sometimes... It makes me mad. But when truth is said, if it's in love, it, it, truth is, when you take the truth and, you, and, and love softens that blow and it helps them bring them closer to God and brings them in a closer relationship with Him. How, how, you guys, how many of you guys know honesty will, will, can divide a relationship like that? But the truth with love can repair a relationship, can, can hold that relationship together can bind it together, can, can stop it from um, being destroyed. But if you just go up and just say, I'm going to be honest with you, blah, 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 and they're just like, and they just look at you like, oh my gosh, I just got hit by a train. Honesty has to have truth in love to cover it. Without love, it's just, hey, this is the fact. But when there is love when honesty is taken and, and love is ra- it's wrapped in love, it becomes truth. And sometimes truth isn't always what we want to hear, not always what we need, it, we really desire to hear, but we, sometimes it's what we need to hear. But love is what softens the blow sometimes when we have to be honest with people, be truthful with people. So 
I'm looking through, we all know Corinthians 13, it's the whole love, love passage. And, but I, I, was, I was reading it in a couple different translations. I was, and I wanted to see how it was talking about things. And the message translation says this. It says, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. I'm just thinking of Mick Jagger walking around on stage, you know, doing his little songs. And, you know, if you guys ever seen Mick Jagger um, in concert or seen him, he does this weird strut and it's just the weirdest thing. And that's what I pictured when it says love doesn't strut. I just, you know, picture him singing Jumping Jack Flash. And um, I don't know. It's just that's what came to my mind. But love doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of sins of others doesn't revel with uh, when others excuse me page turn grovel takes pleasure in the flowering of truth puts up with anything trust god's uh, trust god always always excuse me always looks for the best never looks back but keeps going to the end you know so many times we get that flowery translation of that scripture you know it's patient it's kind and, and sometimes we just need the most honest translation of that scripture for us to be able to look at it and go, okay, this is what love is. We can't have niceness and we can't have honesty in our lives if we, if we want to portray the kingdom of God. If we want to live the God, love like God loved, love like Jesus loved, we have to have love in our life. We can't just be nice and be honest to people. There's times you want to be, but... The kingdom of God is not based on niceness. It's based on love, kindness, goodness, self-control. Paul talks about, to the Corinthians, he says, if I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but I don't love, I'm nothing but a creaking, rusty gate. I'm just going to keep doing this until he gets annoyed. Um, somebody's already like, oh, I just want to punch him in the face for that. But Paul says, if you don't have love, you know, and, and I'm not, we're not focusing on just loving people, but in our everyday life, we have to have love of God with the truth of God and the, the goodness of God and the kindness of God. It, it's not God, your nicest lead, leads me to repentance. It's your Love, God. It's your kindness, God. It's your goodness, God, that leads people to repentance. Verse 2 says, If I speak with God's word with power, revealing all of his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, and I don't love, I'm nothing. So we can, we can walk through our, our everyday life. We can, you know, be honest with people and, and how many of you guys know well that's just the way they are they're just honest that's just them just don't not really caring and not wanting to love people the way god loves them and just say i'm just going to tell them how i feel i'm just going to tell them that's that's how it is and what jesus is saying and what the kingdom of god is is this is you can say what you want to say but if you're going to be honest with people and don't have love then all you're looking for is some reaction, some offense, some way to tell them how you're feeling without having anything wrapped up in a relationship. 
If you, are, if you love people, you will be honest with them. You'll be truthful with them. But you'll, if you have love for people and you love the people you have a relationship with, you will speak the truth in love. Otherwise, you're... So, my child's throwing things at me from the, the seats. But but God has intended us to love people, not to be honest with people. Sometimes honesty is not, they always say, honesty is the best policy. Yes, I want you to be honest, but don't just flat out say it. Sometimes you have to, you have to, the, the love is a buffer for everything. Love buffers a lot of things. Verse 8, I'm going to read this, says, Love never dies. Inspired speeches will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We know only a portion of truth, and what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be canceled. Verse 12 says, We don't yet see things clearly. We are squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all as it is, clear, and as God clearly sees us, knowing Him directly just as He knows us. But for right now, until the completeness, we have three things to do to lead us towards that. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. And the best of these is love. You guys ever hung around me more than five to six minutes, you'll find out I'm very honest. And when I'm tired, my, 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 the filter, the, re, the nice pretty package of love gets, is usually not wrapped in love and it's just honesty. Um, or excuse me, it's, it's not loving, it's just honest. And sometimes I, I can, um, I'm just mean sometimes. So I'll, just, I'll just say it that way. But you will, you'll, I'll never, I won't lie to you. I will never lie to you. I will tell it the way it is, and sometimes it gets uh, a little offensive. So, again, if I have done that to you, I apologize. But, <laughs> love you too, Ryan. All right. So, Romans 2 4 says, His kindness is what leads us to repentance, it leads us to his kingdom. His kindness, his, his love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That he looked so far into the future. We talked about this at our, at our groups. He looked so far in the future and saw that while we were worthless, he still loved us. And he said, you know what? I find value in them. They're not worth loving. They're not lovable. They're just, ugh. And, but I'm going to do it because I love them. It's, he is good. He is kind. He is loving. Niceness and honesty without kingdom principles You can be nice to people, but God doesn't say be nice to people. It's God's niceness. Oh, you're just so, you're so good. That, that never, you, ever, you feel like you're being patronized when, uh, when somebody says that to you. It's like, oh, you're so nice. It's like, get away from me. Oh, you're just so good at that. It's like, shut your face, you know, like. You know, you know, we all know when somebody's patronizing us and they're like, yeah, and you're like, and you know when they're just, they're being nice to you. And it's like, sometimes it's like, I just, yeah, you just want, you, you, you know it's fake. 
But we know when there's authenticity. We know that when there's love and there's kindness and there's, and there's goodness. We know that. There's a difference in that. And so my daughter at nine years old knows this teacher's telling her can't happen together. She's like, I can't be nice and be honest with them. Because if she did, she'd probably be the one kid by herself alone in the back of the class because she'd be too, she'd be too honest with people to, to do that. She knows how to have love. And even though she gets annoyed with some of her fellow classmates, she'll come home and like, oh my gosh, mom, this girl or this kid or this boy, she goes, he's crying all the time. And, 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 and they understand that people have their issues, but they're, they're being kind to them even though it it annoys them they're learning to be kind to people they're learning to be good to people so the kingdom of god is not based on niceness based on kindness goodness and love and mercy he's having fun back there these two phrases be kind and be nice without god without his love there's really nothing we can do We need God's love in us, through us, combined with truth, combined with goodness, combined with mercy, with long-suffering. Because how many of you guys know there's that person in your life that has just been like, oh my gosh, I just like, ah. Like, I'm, you're like, God, when is my long-suffering in this going to end? You're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, love this person, but like, I would rather be uh, exiled to the Isle of Patmos with, the, with, with John instead of having to go through this long-suffering relationship with this person because it's like, oh my gosh, you're just like, every time they're like, hi, how are you? And you're like, oh! And you're like, they suck the wind out of everything when, they, when, you, when you walk in. You guys know this. And I'm, I'm, am I, is this just me? Okay, okay. So you know, they walk in and you're just like, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, oh. And, you get, and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And you're like, God, why is this? But he's saying, you know what? I'm going to teach you how to learn and teach you how to be kind and loving and gentle and good to these people, even though you don't like them. How many of y'all know we all have somebody we don't like? But God says it's his kindness that leads us to, us to repentance. So that means it's our kindness, God's love through us, kindness to them that's going to show God, them God that will lead them to him our schools need biblical principles of love so that kindness goodness and truth flow from heaven through the schools because you've got niceness and you've got honesty we need love as the balancing point to bring goodness kindness and truth into the areas of our, our lives and into our schools and into our children, into the, uh, their classmates, into the teachers, into our town. Because how many of you guys know there's a lot of honest people around here? And they won't hide anything they're doing from you. And some of the times you don't want to know. And But without God's love, Truth is just truth. Honesty is just honesty. But that's why he says, he doesn't just say, hey, speak the truth. He says, speak the truth in love because sometimes 
what you have to say is not easy to say and it's not easy to receive. And the cool thing is, is this, is God has, uh, has affection for the most unlikely people. Look at y'all. Turn around and look at each other. All right. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Look at each other. I mean, come on. We're not exactly, we're kind of, this is kind of ragtag over here. So, um, so, but if we look at it, God, yeah, you guys are, you guys are, all, you're all beautiful. Yeah. But think about this. God has affection for us, loves for us, some of the most unlikely people. He chooses the most unlikely people. He loves the most unlikely people. That's what Jesus did. He looked at it and said, oh, by the way, the short dude that climbs up in a tree, I'm going to be friends with him just to make all the regular religious people angry because he needs my love. He's probably really, really honest, even though he's a thief and a liar. He's a tax collector. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that tax collectors back in the day weren't exactly favored. Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, this guy, but think about this. This guy is, is, is Zacchaeus is sitting in uh, the entrance of the, the town. And anybody that comes and goes, when they bring, my, bring goods in and when they bring goods out, he's like, oh, by the way. And he's, he's, got his little, uh, he's got his little cash register. He's like, do, 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 cha-ching, cha-ching. And he's like, okay, pay up. You owe me 30, whatever. And, and think about this. But this is the guy who is not regulated by... This, the government, the Roman Empire says, this is what you're going to do. He can charge whatever he wants as long as the Roman Empire gets what they want. So if they need 10 and he's like, well, yeah, it's, it's 25 this week. They raised it. Yeah, totally. He's going to get what he wants. Why do you think he was despised by people? Because he was a tax collector. He was like, I'm going to take more money than I need to and not give it back to you. And... So he's making a, a, a living off of this money and he's cheating people out of this money. But Jesus says, you're the most unlikely person that anybody in this town is going to love. That's why Jesus found tax collectors. He found prostitutes. He found sick. He found elderly. He found people who were dead and raised them back. Oh, my friend's dead. I'm going to raise him back to life because that's mo- the most unlikely person that someone's going to pay attention to. He's, he's dead, so I'm going to raise him back because I love him. Jesus did what was usually the most uncalled for thing in our society. You know, yesterday um, we were at the, the zoo, and there was this, we were at this little cafe area, and um, the, zoo is, the zoo is really cool because they hire special needs people. And there was this kid, um, an African-American kid, his name was uh, David, and he was, he was making my chili cheese fries. You know, you got to get chili cheese fries. They're, they're a health staple. Um, they, have, they have vegetables, they have dairy, and they have um, protein. Yeah, so it, it's very, very um, healthy for you. Um, and he was, he was working, and, there, and they were a little bit slower in, in getting the food out, and there was people in front of me that were getting annoyed. And this guy was just kind of, and, and they weren't like really saying anything, but you kind of like, you know, the, when we were kids and mom says no, we're like, uh, you know, huff and puff and, and kind of throw a fit without throwing a fit. You know, it's, it's that, that kind of moving around fit where you just kind of lean to one side and then you lean to the other. And, and I, I don't know, God was really showing me people yesterday and this kid was making it. He's probably 18, 19, maybe 20. And 
and he was making it, and he goes, and he goes, chili, chili cheese fries, and I said, oh, I got two of them. He's like, okay. I said, what's your name? He goes, it's David. I said, you know what, David, thank you very much. You're doing a great job. And he said, thank you. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the fact that I said that to him, but it was the fact that somebody noticed him and saw him because everybody else sees him as, oh, we got to avoid them. And, oh, you have to, not, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people avoid them because it's awkward for people. Don't you think it was awkward for Jesus' disciples when Jesus is walking around and they're, you know, he's hanging out with lepers and they're all like, you know, Jesus is just walking down the road. It's like, hey, you got leprosy, I'm going to heal you. And the disciples are like, well, you're Jesus and I'm not, so I'm going to stand back here because if I touch him, I don't want leprosy. But that's how we, that, that's how we see people these days is they're, they're, they're different than us. They're not, they're not the social norm. And Jesus is like, I love them. My love for people is extraordinary and it, it's uncommon. And he says, I, I find the people that are least likely to be loved and I love them. He doesn't say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with them. He says, I'm going to love them. I'm going to tell them the truth. If you look at throughout the scripture in the Gospels, Jesus was, was truthful with the people that he healed and the people that he was around. You know, the woman at the well, he's like, hey, by the way, I know you're kinda, you kind of get around a little bit. Um, and... You know, you've had multiple husbands, you've had boyfriends, and the guy you're living with, you're not married. And she's like, holy crap, how do you know this stuff? I'm just, I'm making my translation on this, but I mean, I guarantee you she's like, whatever they say over there, she's like, holy crap. And he's telling her her life because he's looking for these people. He's telling them the truth about themselves. But what is he doing? And then he also tells her, oh, by the way, I can give you living water, you'll never be thirsty. He's finding people who are unlikely, uncommon, and saying, you know what? My truth will set you free. He could have been honest with her. He said, oh, by the way, you're kind of slutty. Uh, you've had four or five husbands, a couple boyfriends, and the guy you're living with, it, you're not married to right now. And she would have been like, well, you're kind of a prick, and then walked away. <laughs> I mean, she, she could have. She that's, how it could have that's how it could have folded out. But he's like, Hey, by the way, you, you, this, this, and this. You're coming here for water, but I can give you water. I can give you salvation. I can give you love. I can give you goodness. I can give you my kingdom, and you'll never be thirsty again. Well, what did she do? She didn't walk away like, I can't believe he said that about me. Jesus knew the truth. He could have been completely honest with her and just been, oh, this is, how, this is who you are. This is what you do, and left it at that. But he said, you know what? I love this person. I love the most unlikely, uncommon person, and I'm going to tell them how much I love them. I'm going to tell them about their life, and then I'm going to tell them how much I love them. And so many times we, we find in, in our lives that God wants us to love people, tell them the truth, be honest with them, but it all stems from love. Everything we do stems from love. God loved us before we loved Him. He loved us before we even were born. He loved us before our parents were born. He loved us before we sinned. He loved us before we even knew what sin was. He loved us before the foundations of the earth. And so we can be honest with people, but honesty is a double-sided sword. On one side, you have brutal honesty. And it, it, with being honest, it can, it can damage and destroy people. But when it's taken and, and 
covered with love and you can be truthful. Speaking, he said, always speaking the truth in love. There's times where I've had to speak the truth to people and it's not the easiest to speak the truth to people. Usually when you're honest, you're like, well, this, this, and this, and then you walk away because you don't want to have to deal with it. But truth says, I'm going to stand here, tell them the truth, show them the love of Christ, and deal with it. But a lot of times when you, some, you ever had that person or been in that situation where you're, I'm just going to be honest with them, and then you tell them what it is, and then you walk away because you don't want to have to deal with any of the other repercussions of it? No, none of you? Okay, maybe it's just me. Okay. Let me ask you guys this question then. Have any of you ever said anything about some, said the truth to somebody or been honest with somebody just to make them mad and then walked away? Okay, now I got some people. All right, I got some biters here. All right, so think about this. Honesty, if I just go up and say, this is what this is, and then just walk away. <laughs> Deal with that, you know. That, that's, what on, that's what being honest with people is a lot of times. It's like, oh, I'm just going to say it and then deal with it. But love says, I'm going to speak to you the truth, but instead of walking away, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to speak the truth in love. I'm going to deal with the situation that needs to be dealt with, but I'm going to do it in love. I'm going to walk hand in hand with you instead of just like, what now, sucker? I was honest with you, you know? So many times we're honest with people, but we don't want to have to deal with the, the overflow of emotion or the outcome of being honest with somebody. And that's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's going to speak the truth to us, and he expects us to speak the truth. But it has to be with affection. It has to be with love for other people. Let's pray.